Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Welcome to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everyone had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. We have a whole lot to break down on this episode, fresh off the presses. That's right, the Super Bowl is set. Super Bowl 56, two former LSU Players will be playing against one another in Super Bowl 56. We'll get into that matchup as well as the AFC and NFC championships. Who's going home? Why they're going home? Also, we'll get into some baby news from two superstars in the entertainment world, as well as what is going on with the NFL coaching carousel. And will anybody look like me gracing the sidelines this coming season? All that and more. And, of course, my man, Big Brother Jake, better known as Jake Warner, his government name, will also be joining me on the show. So sit back, relax, kick your feet up, get you a beer or a cup of coffee, whatever you want to do, and make sure you tune in. Now, what I need you to do first and foremost is follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. You can also check me out on Twitter at NickHamilton213 and catch me at NightCastMedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, tech, and community all rolled into one. Now, the AFC Championship. Now, of course, we heard the, the championship matchups, Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs, and, of course, the 49ers against the Rams. Most would figure, hey, it's either going to be the Chiefs and 49ers or Chiefs and Rams. The network, NBC, I'm sure, wants the Rams and the Chiefs because of what we experienced several years ago with that big-time Monday night shootout at the Coliseum between the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams. And they were hoping that that would possibly be duplicated or someone something close to that. However, unfortunately, Joe Burrow and company, Joe Hio, had better plans and other plans that made sure that his team was successful, be well-presented in the AFC at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Joe Burrow, let me explain something to you. This kid is special. And we all know the tragic nature of his injury, that we didn't know how he was going to be able to bounce back from such a tragic injury that he suffered in his quote-unquote rookie year. Because a lot of athletes, and if you talk to any athlete, they'll tell you it's not so much the physicality of the, the physical therapy and getting back into training form. It's the mental aspect of it. And this goes to show you that Joe Bro is one of the toughest people all around. I was going to say another phrase, but never mind. He's one of the toughest guys that you've probably ever seen to be so young. And I feel like he's an old man in a young man's body. I feel like Joe Burrow has a old soul, so to speak. Because this kid is something special. He takes a licking and keeps on ticking. We know about the, in the, uh, I believe it was during the playoffs where he got sacked nine times because he has a trash O-line. And the man still was able to be successful and victorious in that round, and which led his team to against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I was at SoFi Stadium on Sunday and had a chance to watch the game. And when I saw it was 21-3, to you know, I thought Madden rules. Hey, you got to get off the sticks. It's 21. You got to get off the sticks. 
Joe Burrow was like, nope, we're not getting off the sticks. We coming back. So all of a sudden it was 21-3. Then Joe Burrow found his targets 21-10. And the problem with the Kansas City Chiefs is that the Kansas City Chiefs are the better team. However, they were lazy. They laid down and they tricked off the opportunity in the second half because they weren't as aggressive as they were in the first half. They weren't as as defined as they should have been in the second half, meaning all the weapons should have been open. When they start stopped going to Tyreek Hill, when you saw Travis Kelsey not getting the ball as often as we've been accustomed to him getting the ball. And Travis Kelsey's a big dude. He's hard to bring down, especially against smaller secondary opponents. When I saw that in the and the Cincinnati Bengals defense started to collapse opportunities for Patrick Mahomes to get open, to find open targets, and they started sacking Patrick Mahomes, that's when it became a problem. Jamar Chase, and as I told you, and I'll keep saying this until Jamar Chase is no longer holding a football in the National Football League. All y'all that criticized, first of all, criticized the pick of them picking Jamar Chase instead of an old lineman. And true, they did need an old lineman. As we see now, they need old line help. Like their old line help was on life support. So that, that I understood that. But to criticize the pick of Jamar Chase and then give him all kind of flack during minicamp, OTAs, training camp, because he had to be brought up to speed as far as catching the ball, the life of the NFL and so forth. Guess what? His rookie year, Jamar Chase is now in the Super Bowl. Because thanks to Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception, Joe Burrow capitalized on it and made sure his team got the victory and moved on. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are a deadly combination. And we and I listen, I didn't believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll be the first to admit, I did not believe the 100 to 1 odds that the Cincinnati Bengals would make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And a lot of you out there listening didn't either. So don't start jumping on the Bing on the Bengals bandwagon and say, "Oh man, I knew Joe Burrow can do it." No you didn't. Most of you didn't. Stop lying. Stop lying to yourself. Now, I'm talking about people outside of the of, of Cincinnati. And maybe some of you that followed him from LSU, some of you LSU fans. But outside of that realm, a lot of you didn't know, didn't think Joe Burrow was going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. You realize he's the first in history to make the, the first number one pick in NFL history to make the Super Bowl within his first two years. And Jamar Chase is a rookie, more than likely going to be offensive rookie of the year. And he now he's headed to the Super Bowl to represent himself and his team. And coming to Los Angeles, of all places, as your first time in the Super Bowl? This defense is steady. This defense is this defense is very pesky. They're, they're a bunch of fighters, and they don't quit. They do not quit. And if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, what the hell do you do in the offseason? Honestly, what do you do? What do you do? Because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And I know a lot of people, and I'm, I echo the same sentiments. I love Patrick Mahomes as a player. I think he's an all-around good dude. He's done a lot of the good things around the Kansas City community. He's best, you know, he's elevated uh, awareness for the Negro League Baseball Museum and so many uh, countless other things that he's been a part of. I know he's a partial owner of the Kansas City Royals um, and does a lot of good work in the communities of, of, of Kansas City. But we do not have to see his wife or his brother anymore doing stupid stuff. And mind you, I didn't really have a problem with his wife spraying the champagne out there with the fans. I didn't have a problem with that personally, but because her track record was so bad and so terrible, 
it just it just looked it just looked bad. It looked worse than what he was. And his brother Jackson, dear God, what TikTok video are you gonna do now? On the couch, you gonna do a couch TikTok video because that's where, you, where, your, where your brother and his team are headed to the couch. So we don't have to see any of their antics or their their clown behavior any longer. That's the only clap up I'm gonna give. We don't have to see any of that foolishness anymore. It's unfortunate that we don't get a chance to see Patrick Mahomes compete for another Super Bowl title. That's the unfortunate part because I, I love I love his competitive nature. He's not an arrogant dude. He's just confident. He knows who he is, and he's coming to his own, and he knows the team that he has to lead down the field. Because trust me, I was, I was looking forward to it. Pat Mahomes, and I, again, I interviewed Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, virtually, but he was a cool dude. So they have a lot of question marks. Kansas City has a lot of question marks. Kansas City has a lot of things, what they're going to do on their defense, what they're going to do offensively. Are they going to get any, any more running backs? Do they need a running back? Do they need another another wide out? The Josh Gordon experiment failed miserably, unfortunately. Um, I love Melvin Ingram. I think what Melvin Ingram did on that defense was spectacular for, for the time that he came in and did his job. I think Melvin Ingram is going to going to find himself a new home, possibly uh, with some extra money, uh, some extra zeros left at a decimal point with a number in front of it because he damn sure earned it. I like Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. I think the Honey Badger still has it. But what do you do on that defense? And how long does Andy Reid truly have? Because we've been talking about Eric Bieniemy getting a head coaching job and Eric Bieniemy getting all these 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 interviews and all these other stuff. But to, to tell you the truth, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, why the hell would I want to leave Kansas City? And I got a guy like Patrick Mahomes who I got potentially have opportunity to coach for the next umpteen years. And we know Andy Reid doesn't have that long. Like personally, I may think I think Andy Reid may have another season left in him, if that, before Eric Bieniemy takes over. And, and if you're Eric Bieniemy, why would you want to leave anyway? You're in a kosher position. Like you're in a you're in a you, you're in a good position. Why would you want to leave? It's great to take all the interviews because you get that experience and you know what to expect when it's time for you to interview with the 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 powers that be that run the Kansas City Chiefs. But out, outside of that, it's like a recruit going to get a free trip. You know that recruit is going to Alabama or USC or Georgia, but then Penn State wants to recruit you. Michigan wants to recruit you. Oregon wants to recruit you. You go take the trips. Why wouldn't you? It's a free trip. But you know good in the hell well, you're not going to any of those schools that they're, they're trying to recruit you. You know where you're going. It's the same thing with Eric B. Enemy. Take the interviews. Because the only way I see Eric B. Enemy leaving Kansas City is that they give him player personnel duties in addition to head coach duties, much like what we saw with, with Pete Carroll up in Seattle. That's the only way I see Eric Bieniemy leaving. They have to give him added positions, upper management type of, of control. Outside of that, I don't see him leaving Kansas City. I'd be shocked if he left Kansas City, especially for a seller to other team. That's hustling backwards. That is ultimately hustling backwards. Whatever you do, if you're a black coach, do not take the Houston Texans job. That is that is the, the epitome of hustling backwards and you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to last past two years. Don't take it. It's a trap. It's a gorge. It's an abyss. How how many ways do I have to explain it and get the message out? If you're a black coach, 
take the interview, but do not take the job with the Houston Texans. I'm telling you now, save yourself the wear and tear on your nerves. Don't do it. You know, like when when we talk, when when black people talk in the horror movies, don't go in there. Hey, don't go in that door. Don't go over there. Don't go in that house. That's what we're doing. It's a horror film. Don't go in the door. Don't go in the house. Leave it alone. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, we're going to get into the NFC Championship where I was there at SoFi Stadium and witnessed some history on both sides. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? 
All of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to CMA with Nick Hamilton on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up and follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 Now, before the break, we all talked about the greatness of Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is going to be representing the AFC in Super Bowl 56. As they defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, 27-24, Joe Burrow finished with 23-28 for 250 yards, threw for two touchdowns, had an INT, was only sacked once for seven yards. And it was amazing because as Jake and I were talking during the commercial break with that trash O-line, it was amazing he only got sacked one time. But however, Joe Burrow, Joe Hio, is going to be representing at least for the AFC. We had that matchup. Now, the 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams, bitter rivals, bitter enemies, bitter fan bases against one another. And what do the numbers 6 and 56 have in common? I'll be sure to tell you. Six are the number of times that the San Francisco 49ers have defeated the Los Angeles Rams. And 56 happens to be Super Bowl 56 and the winner of this game going to represent the NFC. Now, nobody gave the Rams a hell of a lot of chances against the 49ers. We talked about the fan bases. We talked about the tickets being sold. We talked about uh, the amount of people that would be because we saw with week 18 how the Rams took their foot off the gas and pretty much played checkers with chess playing hove, meaning Kyle Shanahan and how Sean McVay was outcoached and had been outcoached six straight times. However, fresh start, postseason is a brand new season. And the fan bases made sure that they made their voices heard. Now, I was at SoFi Stadium, and I can honestly say it was about 60-40. It was 60% Niner fans, 40% Rams fans, because there was quite a bit of blue amongst the SoFi crowd. And they were loud when their team was up, just as much as the 49ers were loud when their team was up. It was amazing to me when I heard Niners fans, and I knew a couple Niners fans that are actually born and raised in L.A., and they were chanting, Beat L.A., How in the hell can you chant beat L.A. and you're from L.A.? That's like smacking yourself and telling yourself you're sorry. Does that make sense to you? Because the damn show doesn't make sense to me. But maybe I'm just one individual. Ladies and gentlemen, you out there listening, I'm sure you're a very intelligent audience. Does that make sense to you all? But I'll tell you what did make sense. The Los Angeles Rams knew this was the game they had to win. This was for all the marbles, all the chips. Mind you, the last couple of years since their last Super Bowl appearance in 2019 in Atlanta against the New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Rams, Stan Kroenke, Kevin Demoff, Sean McVay, uh, Les Snead, 
all of them cashed their chips in. And ironically, on Sunday was the one-year anniversary of the trade happening between Jerry Goff and Matthew Stafford. And how Matthew, and Matthew Stafford told us post-game that he knew it was going to be a big change. He knew it was going to be a change for his family. And he was excited about the opportunity. And ironically, <laughs> that deal was made in Cabo San Lucas or somewhere in Mexico, some Mexican uh, resort. In the hot tub. In the water. Hot tub. So getting now to the game and the anticipation all week of the game. Debo Samuels was always talking crap, talking trash. He came out there hyped up as he should. The Los Angeles Rams knew they had to play complete football for all four quarters if they're going to have any kind of chance in this game. I called the Rams by four. I said that. A lot of people said either the Rams have to blow this team out or if they kept it close, it was an advantage for Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers because what he's done in close situations, as we saw last the previous week against the Green Bay Packers. Not so much because the 40, it was it was a very defensive game in the first quarter. Second quarter, teams finally scored. San Francisco went up because guess what? First postseason interception thrown by Matthew Stafford, something we had not been accustomed to in the postseason. Tipped off the, the hand of Cooper Cup. Jimmy Ward grabs it in the end zone, runs it for about 18, 19 yards. San Francisco gets the ball back, drives it down the field long enough to get the field goal and go up 10-7. Now, at a certain point, 49ers get the ball back. They score. The Rams now trail 17-7. to Now, here's an interesting point. Sean McVay is 0-14 when he's at, whenever he's trailed by 10-plus points heading into the fourth quarter. Sean McVay said, not today. I'm earning my paycheck. And for the first time, Sean McVay played chess instead of checkers against Kyle Shanahan. Because every adjustment that Kyle Shanahan made, Sean McVay and his coaching staff made, which is something I had not seen in previous meetings with this team. Now, mind you, I've covered this team for, for, for a few seasons now. I've watched how they've been able to trick off opportunities. And let me tell you something. The officiating against the Rams, I'm not in the Rams apologist, but the officiating against the Rams and some of those calls that were blown, especially that call, that targeting call against OBJ when the the San Francisco defender went helmet to helmet with OBJ, that was not a 15-yard penalty. He should have been automatically ejected because that was targeting. And if anybody else would have got hit like that, they would have been immediately ejected. If somebody on the Rams, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, if they would have done that, to let's say Debo Samuel or Jimmy Garoppolo, they would have been automatically ejected. So I had a problem with the officiating because if you're going to be officiating, call it down the middle. Call it what you see. I understand refs have a very tough job at times and they can't call every single thing. But damn it, that was blatant. Hell, Stevie Wonder could have seen that. Not only that, it got very chippy and very physical. And the thing about the 49ers, the 49ers played physical. And that was my biggest concern about, especially defensively. They play a very collective way of defense, and they play very physical. But the Rams match the physicality on defense as well because they shut down Jimmy G, especially late in the fourth quarter. They shut down Jimmy G and made him pretty much one-dimensional, if that at all, because they closed out every lane that they could, and they got to Jimmy G early and often in that fourth quarter, much like how we saw they did with Kyle. Kyle, uh, Man, the name escaped me. Jake. The, the the quarterback from the uh, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, my bad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, had a brain fart. 
you know, you, you, much, you're so overwhelmed. You're so overwhelmed night. with everything right now, and you know, you got a lot going on, Nick. It's okay, man. <laughs> too much champagne on Sunday night. I'm sorry, Johnny Murphy. I was having too much fun. <laughs> but when you look at the overall totality, when you and I, and I was concerned about the Rams. I was actually concerned about the Rams' chances at winning this game. But when they went down and Matt Gay kicked that, I believe it was a 30 or 40 yard field goal, and I said, okay. This defense has been stellar the entire game. Like one thing about the defense, the defense did not let up not one time. And they played collectively, they played physical, and they played smart. They didn't allow the emotions of the game to dictate their decisions. And that's why they were successful. And that's why the Los Angeles Rams are now moving on to the Super Bowl. And how ironic is that Matthew Stafford in his first year has led this team to an opportunity to compete and raise the Lombardi Trophy. And let me tell you something else, too. The Cincinnati Bengals are nothing to play with. And one sentiment that I got from every guy on the team was that we still got one more to play. They were happy. They were excited. They were partying. Trust me. They were partying. They were playing the future. They were playing all kind of music in the background. We heard it right there in the locker room. We in the post-game press room. The locker room was right there. They had to turn it down. It was so loud. We could barely hear Sean McVay. That's how loud it was. They were partying. They were enjoying it, as they should. Do all the ebbs and flows, ups and downs, smiles and frowns, this team stayed resilient, but they had that Mamba mentality. The interesting fact is that when we asked OBJ about coming here and what his initial thoughts were like coming here and now what he's seen since he's been here, he had an interesting take on that. Here's what he had to say. And I remember, um, you know, all, all everything was going down and I was getting that phone call from Vaughn and Jalen. Like, man, come tell me. Every come. day. Every day. Every and I'm day. like, oh, no, man, oh, no. Um, and, and it just was on my heart, and I feel like this was the right place. And I just can't say enough about God and, and um, just staying down and staying in faith. Uh, just truly an amazing moment. Here we're going. This is a brother. We talked about this. Yep. Didn't ever think that it would really be possible. Um, and here we are. So not only is he going to be a father, and Von Miller standing right there co-signing, because him and Von Miller are very, very close, as you, as you heard. He's about to be a father. He's about to be a first-time champion in the NFL to raise the Super Bowl trophy. And here's another great thing about the See, the Rams just I, – I need to take the Rams with me to Vegas because the way they roll the dice and they just keep hitting and they don't hardly crap out, the Los Angeles Rams are going to have $39 million in extra cap money because before the, 20, the next 2022 season begins, Jared Goff, as I mentioned earlier about the trade, Todd Gurley, you remember him. Michael Brockers, who was also at the game in the stands. And Deshaun Jackson, y'all remember him. He had a glitch in the matrix for the Rams for a split second. All of those contracts come off the books. Now, mind you, the salary cap is going to go up next year in addition to that. So if the Ram, if the Los Angeles Rams happen to beat Joe Burrow, which I think they will, because right now they're about four and a half favorites, point favorites, even though they're the away team um, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl at SoFi, when that number is probably going to go up a little bit, I got the Rams by 10. And I think the, the defense is going to set records 
for sacking Joe Burrow. Burrow. Because let me tell you something, Joe Burrow has never seen a defensive line like Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd. Oh, by the way, let me not forget my man Ernest Jones. He's never seen a lineup like that. And as hungry as Aaron Donald is, see, Aaron Donald got he got that Costco sample in 2019 in Atlanta. He got a sample of what it would taste like just to be there. Aaron Donald's done with just being there. Aaron Donald wants the entire meal. He wants to go purchase the box so he could take it up to the front and pay his money and go home and warm it up and go eat it. Aaron Donald's hungry. Von Miller is hungrier. And Von Miller, I think, I've I've heard a player in a long time, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, a guy to win a, a Super Bowl in the AFC and then go to the NFC and win the Super Bowl defensively. I haven't, I haven't seen a player like that in, in quite some time. No. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I, I, not in recent memory that I can recall. I haven't seen so Von, Von Miller will be an AFC champion and Super Bowl champion, and then he'll be an NFC champion and a Super Bowl champion. If they win. And <laughs> they would have to give up four fumbles again like they did against Tampa Bay. Did, okay, did anyone see Cincinnati coming this far to begin with, though? You didn't. I didn't. No, I, I thought they would make the playoffs. I oh, will for say sure, that. yeah. For I thought sure. they would make the playoffs. But I was tricked, and I, and I was bamboozled. I was hoodwinked. I was led astray <laughs> by the Tennessee Titans because I thought the Tennessee Titans being the number one seed and how they were able to kind of battle back, and they got King Henry back. Yeah. I said, okay, this team is going to be scary, right? This team could be potentially dangerous. Nope. Fool's gold. Thanks a lot, Tennessee Titans. Appreciate you. Thanks. And you let a 100-to-1-I team make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And they're not even a better team in the AFC. The better team lost, which was the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost. They tricked it off. So to me, am I giving Joe Burrow a chance? Absolutely. I'd be a fool not to. But I'm not going to sit up here and say, based upon this team that I watched all year and all the, the adversity they had to overcome, they lost Robert Woods, which a special moment happened last, uh, excuse me, Sunday night uh, as at the end of the game as Cooper Cup and Robert Woods embraced. Those two yeah, were very tight. True. Yeah, it's very, the, very cool ironic, Yeah, ironically, the last time they went to the Super Bowl, Cooper Cup tore his ACL and could not participate, and Robert Woods was the one yep. playing. So now, the, unfortunately, the roles have been reversed, but it was great to see Cooper Cup and Robert Woods talk to each other, had a moment. And I'm sure if the Rams win the Super Bowl, Robert Woods is going to get that ring. Um, and something that Von Miller said, too, about one of the reasons why he joined the Rams is because he, he mentioned the culture. He said the guys that went before him, guys like obviously head coach Sean McVay, but guys like Aaron Donald, guys like Robert Woods, guys like Cooper Cup. And I was glad he mentioned Robert Woods' name because oftentimes people forget sight unseen, not you know unseen, unheard, you no longer exist. And that's not the case. So I was glad to hear Von Miller represent and, and really shout out Robert Woods in that way because Robert Woods is the reason why they even got this far because guess what? If Robert Woods went down and they wouldn't have got OBJ, where would the Rams be right now? And I'm so happy for Odell Beckham Jr. because there was so much criticism. There was so much negativity. There was so much, oh, he's it's, 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 it's not the quarterback in Cleveland. It's, it's Odell Beckham. He's the reason why they're not winning. Really? Where are the Cleveland Browns now? Where's Odell Beckham right now? 
Where's Baker Mayfield besides making commercials? Which I'm sure he'll have a brand new Super Bowl commercial. And I'm sure you and I, Jake, will catch him probably on Radio Row at some point. Oh, for sure. Representing representing some some organization or or sponsor that he's getting paid for. Where is he? Chilling. And where's Odell Beckham? About to play in the one Super game Bowl. away. One game one game away from getting some hardware. Yep. And if I'm Odell Beckham, I'm flossing all over social media. And I'm here for it. I am all for it. You know why? Because I love it when people defy the odds. And I love it when people hate on people. Because you know what? I was hated on. So I know I understand. And I'm not, not to that level of Odell Beckham. But when you get hated on and you get and people try to stand in your way and then block you, become obstacles to you because they don't want to see you succeed and elevate. And then when you do, you know how you feel on 1,000. You feel like you're 1 million. It's like when you get that fresh cut and you ain't got a dime to your name, but you feel like a million bucks after you got that fresh cut. That's how you feel when you defy the odds. So I'm all for Odell Beckham. I think Odell Beckham has been great. He's been great in the locker room. Everybody's spoken highly about him, the coaching staff, the players. So I'm pushing. If I'm pushing for nobody else, I'm pushing for Odell Beckham. I want to see all the guys do well. Don't get me wrong. But one person in particular is Odell Beckham Jr. That's the dude I want to see go off in the Super Bowl. That's one guy I want to see go off in the Super Bowl. To prove everybody wrong and tell them to have a tall glass and shut the hell up. Because <laughs> that's what I want to see. Hell, I, if I could find me a number three jersey, I might go get one. I just might go get one. And don't be surprised. And I mentioned earlier about the $39 million cap. Don't be surprised if they re-sign Odell Beckham and Von Miller. One thing's for certain. If they do win the Super Bowl, you see Andrew Whitworth coming back. Before you answer that, Jake, we're going to take a quick break, take a quick timeout. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. All right, y'all, final segment of the show. TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and make sure you follow my man Jake Warner at Big Brother Jake on all social media platforms. Now, the question I posed to Jake, and I want and I want to get this. <laughs> This take from Jake. Um, we said before the break, Andrew Whitworth. Now yes. we know Andrew Whitworth is an elder statesman, but he still puts in that work. He does. Uh, we didn't know how we didn't think he was gonna last as long as a 40, you know, 40-year-old man, still playing yeah. a position, still playing at a, at, a, at a really good level. Yes. If he if the Rams are successful and raise the Lombardi trophy, does Andrew Whitworth come back? Absolutely not. He, wow. He, I don't think he comes back. And not because he can't play the game. We all know he can still play. But he's done everything he's wanted to do in his career already. And he's very family-oriented. He's made that clear. And he's at a point in his life now where what does he have left to accomplish? Once you get that Lombardi and, and he's, you know his body of work, you know all the work he's put in in the NFL over these years, what does he have left to prove? I think... And I could be wrong, but I think he retires on stage even. Or give it a couple of days, you know, talk with the family. He's done. He's not coming back if they win. Well, he got a chance to beat his former team in the Cincinnati Bengals yes. on top of that. Yes. But here's why I say he comes back for one more year. 
Okay. One, yes, he does win a championship. He does win a Super Bowl championship. But he always said, even during the season, if he still feels up to wanting to play, still has that heart, that burn to still play the game of football, still has that love and that passion to play football, he would come back regardless. And I do believe he would come back for one more year, even if it's just individual accolades or maybe just to help out Matthew Stafford or help out somebody they may have drafted or may have brought up from the practice squad to try to fill that position because they know ultimately Andrew Whitworth is going to retire at some point. They, the Rams might go ahead and give him a one-year send-off deal. Like, hey, look, it's probably going to be my last deal, one-year deal, what you meant to the organization, what you meant to the culture that was able to be cultivated throughout the organization and in the locker room. I think Andrew Whitworth comes back for one more season. Um, I don't think he steps down. I don't think he goes off in the sunset. I don't think he – honestly, I don't think he – I think we put more emphasis on that than he does. Obviously, he wants to win the Super Bowl, have the chance to be like, hey, I'm going into the Hall of Fame because I do believe he's a Hall oh, of Oh, he's Famer. a Hall of Famer for uh, sure. But now he's a champion Hall of Famer. Um, and I do believe that he wants to now do maybe something individually. I mean, like I said, wants to see if they can run it back. Every athlete wants to see – every competitive athlete wants to see if they can run it of back. Of course. Of course. From Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant to Tom Brady to Wayne Gretzky to, you know, Sid the Kid, Alexander Ovechkin, all the greats want to see if they can run it back. Or when they, when they do win championships, can they run it back? Everybody wants um, to run even it – I'm sorry. Go Andre ahead. Kopitar. <laughs> no, I'm saying like Andre Kopitar, oh, yeah. you know, to, to – you know, Drew Doughty. I mean, everybody wants to see if they can run it back. Here's the thing. Everybody does want to run it back. But your body might tell you at 40-plus, because I know it's going to be 46 this year, there's sometimes like, hell yeah, I'm ready. Your body's like, hell no, you're not. <laughs> and, you know. My, my mind's telling me yes, <laughs> but my body, body's telling me hell no. <laughs> exactly. Your body will betray you once you hit 40. You'll see, young man. You'll see. <laughs> and I'm not trying to sun you. I promise. But when you hit that 40. Son? <laughs> yo, son. When you hit 40, your body will betray you. Because I remember even at 39, I'm like, man, I'm running marathons still. I'm working out. Even as a big guy, 40 hitting it was like, yep, shut it down. Let's go home. <laughs> so, you know, one more training camp, one more, you know, preseason, one more grind of the season, 40 plus. What is he, 41? It's like, eh, I don't know, man. But if, you but if you love something as much as you love it, it, it will it will push you through for another for for it, it gives you an extension as it were right it may not like yeah. I said he ain't playing two or three years but I'm saying no if he and plus they'll regulate they'll regulate his regimen like course, they've been yeah. doing this season yeah so yeah he'll get some yeah yeah well, all right man what you got cooking in the kitchen man I smell something on the stove oh we got a lot to to get <laughs> a lot to cover here let's go okay. Super Bowl 56 is now set. Will the parties surrounding the event, will they increase or decrease because of the California COVID protocols? And what parties are you looking forward to? I think they will slightly decrease because of the COVID protocols. There may be, and I say decrease because normally we have an enormous, like the whole week has changed. Oh, yeah. For those of you that may not be familiar with what's going on, normally there's there's media night. Those of you that watch on the NFL network or watch on television or listen to on the radio, there's normally media night on Monday, which the teams come in, they get it, we get all get a chance to ask them the craziest, wackiest questions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, some serious questions, some very fun questions. It's just an overall great experience. I had that experience when I went to Atlanta. Uh, it's 2019 for that Super Bowl. I didn't experience it last year because I covered the Super Bowl virtually. Um, but I was looking forward to having the opportunity here, but because of the COVID protocols from the state of California, enabled them not to do it. Um, so, and then, you know, the media party is always on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now that's later on in the week. Um, so it just threw off a lot of stuff. So I don't think it's going to be as many parties uh, because all of these parties are now starting to be stacked up against one another. Yeah. When normally they will be spread out. So that's why I think certain companies are not going to be doing the parties that they would normally do. Maybe next year when the yeah. Super Bowl is in Arizona, mm-hmm. we might see back to our regularly scheduled programming, <laughs> as it were, for the week. <laughs> um, parties I'm really looking forward to going to are probably, obviously, I want to get into the Rolling Stone, the Maxim party. Um, get um, What's that one party? There's another party with uh, Drake is doing a party. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, who else? There's a couple of parties I, I know I'm gonna fall into, man. Y'all, y'all, you stay tuned to my Instagram, man. Stay tuned <laughs> to my IG at Nick Hamilton LA. Y'all, I'll keep you guys, I'll give you guys the experience. He rubs elbows with the with the high and mighty Nick Hamilton. We know this. Did, did, they, <laughs> <laughs> did they still do the Madden party? Because I remember I, I've attended like two or three of those. I don't know yet. Like, well, those used to go off, right man. Now. Shout out to yeah. my man Tony Bruno that used to get me into the Madden party every year. Even though I didn't have a credential, didn't work in San Diego and at the last San Diego Super Bowl. Uh, that, that Madden party was off the hook, man. That was And awful. the Lee Steinberg parties be cracking. Lee Steinberg too. had, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Lee Steinberg parties crack off. Should too. be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Oh, next up on the menu, this is one hell of an entree right here. There's a lot of sad, lonely dudes really upset right now. ASAP <laughs> Rocky and Rihanna announced. They are expecting their first child. Moment of silence. Okay. How surprised were you about this news? <laughs> I want to be under my um, umbrella. Ella, Ella. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that all morning. <laughs> Man. It was, you know, it was about, it was about as, as surprising as Chiefs fans were watching the Chiefs lose to the Bengals at Arrowhead. Right. About that, it was about that surprising. Well, we knew they were dating. We knew they yeah. were, and ASAP Rocky's been very serious about Rihanna, like ever since oh, they yeah. got they hooked up. Absolutely, he's been very happy, and it seems like she's been very happy too. She's mm-hmm. been obviously she's done great things in the business world. She's a billionaire uh, with with the whole Fent, Savage Fendi line and some other business ventures that she's been involved in. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to both of them, man. I mean, hopefully the baby comes out healthy. Hopefully they stay together for the long term. Yeah, um, really create and really create a family. Uh, for each other as well as that child. So congratulations to both of them, man. I'm not mad. Absolutely. And here's the thing. They're both 33 years old. You know, you, you've made all the money you can make, you know, and, and, and we'll make more. You get bored. You know, you can only travel together so many places. You can all, you know, do all these things, win awards, Grammys, and go platinum. You want a different challenge. And, and, and if you're somebody that performs at the highest level, like Rihanna does, like ASAP Rocky or an athlete or whatever, you like challenges. You like to challenge yourself if you're really into that kind of thing. And, you know, after a while, you're serious. You're like, hey, let's have a baby. I think it's a great thing for her. I'm happy for her and for him. And there's a lot of people that's not. You know, you go on all these different, like, gossip uh, accounts on Instagram, and people are pissed off. But, you know, the only people that matter are her and him. Congratulations to those two. I hope they have a healthy and happy baby. So there goes that. Church. Now, church. 
Now, the last item on the menu. NFL head coaching vacancies are filling up fast. Do you think there will be any black coaching hires for the upcoming season? Honestly, I'm not optimistic. And that's really unfortunate because when you're in, when the league is 70 plus percent black and you have all these coaching vacancies, and I'm not saying every coaching vacancy has to have a black coach uh, uh, hired with that because obviously they're qualified people, period. Right. But when you, it seems like almost you're making sure that the hires are not where they're not a level playing field. And when you look at the Broncos, okay, the Broncos hired, uh, you know, the Green Bay O coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. I think Nathaniel Hackett can coach. Absolutely. I'm not taking anything away of from course him. Not. Of course um, not. Then the Bears end up bringing uh, D coordinator uh, Matt Eberfluss. Um, The Giants went off and got the Bills O coordinator, Brian Dabble, which mm-hmm. Brian Dabble obviously interviewed for the one of the candidates for the Chargers job last year before Brandon Staley was able to take it. Um, and then the Raiders end up, you know, bringing in Josh McDaniels. So, and it wouldn't surprise me if Jim Harbaugh ends up getting the Dolphins job. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that, you know, that, that, that they're leaning more towards Jim Jim Harbaugh getting the Dolphins job. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe this may be a ploy for him to get more money at Michigan, but more than likely he could be end up coaching in the NFL once again with the Miami Dolphins. Right. So, okay, so basically that leaves open the New Orleans Saints, the Minnesota Vikings, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So if I did see a black head coach getting another job, I mean getting a job as a you know, as a head coach, Brian Flores would probably go to New Orleans. That'd be a or good Minnesota. Fit. I think it'd be a good fit for him. Or Minnesota, but that's it. Yeah. I don't see any other even though they're they we Lord knows we know about Raheem Morris and the job that he's done. We know about yes. Byron Leftwich. Oh, I forgot Jacksonville's another opening. Yeah. Byron Leftwich, uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah. Um you know, uh, 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 um, oh God, what's the old Indianapolis head coach that got them to a Super Bowl and won? Oh, um, it's it's escaping me. Hold on. <laughs> but anyway, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, so many there's so many other coordinators and black coaches that need the opportunity. I mean, look at Pep Hamilton. Pep Hamilton should at least be a coordinator with somebody. I mean, the the job that he's done with with Justin Herbert and then the quarterback that he had to work with less in, in Houston. I mean, Pep Hamilton is an incredible offensive mind. Why isn't he an offensive coordinator somewhere? Like that's, that's mind boggling to me. And I told people to watch out for the twist when they hired the two black general managers. I said, watch out for the twist because they're going to satisfy. They're going to try to satisfy you with the general manager situation, but not with the head coaching situation, which a lot of people have been crying out for. And it's like, look, Something I want to ask the commissioner, hey, what steps are being taken? What thing, what measures are being put in place to strongly make sure that truly black coordinators and, and minority coordinators have opportunities and real opportunities to be head coaches in the National Football League? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. That's the thing that I feel like, what is, is there a task force? Is there some sort of committee? What the hell is going on, and why is it that we, as we currently stand on these airwaves, there's only one black football coach in the National Football League, and his name is Mike Tomlin. By the way, he's had never had a losing season. Right. Absolutely. But it's also, let me say this, it's also important 
when black coaches get opportunities to be coaches to make sure that they balance out their staff and bring on other black coordinators women uh latino like make it a balanced staff much like how we saw bruce arians did in tampa bay jim caldwell by the way why is jim caldwell not back in the league and he won a super bowl and arguably coach one of the arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game in Peyton Manning. Of all time. And beat Tom Brady. Yes. And another he, one that beat Tom Brady. Man. Yeah. It, I, I'm with you. I don't I am not too optimistic either. You know, there's not a lot of openings and a lot of them close quick. And I get it. You know, you shouldn't have a coach just because of their color. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, but like at the same token. There's a lot of great coaches out there that not not even getting a sniff. And if Jacksonville wants to win over their fans, I think Brian Leftwich should be the head coach of the Jaguars. It's just a natural fit. Why it not? It makes sense. He played it for makes, the damn team, and they loved him there. It, you remember them carrying him because he had messed up his legs so yes. bad they had to carry him to each? I'm like, what kind of heart does that take? <laughs> right. I don't understand, man. It, and – uh, you're interviewing Vic Fangio, the man that failed in Denver? <laughs> really? Shad Khan? Really? All these retreads, man. It's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the morning brunch for this yes. week. Thank you so much, my man, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Let me touch on this subject really quick. We talk about mental health and how important mental health is, and I'm advocate for mental health i'm an advocate for therapy i believe we all need to go to therapy at some point in time whether it's individually or whether you're in a couple or in a relationship or a marriage or what have you because i believe you need an unbiased third party um and over the weekend unfortunately we got sad news that a former miss usa chelsea christ uh committed suicide after posting a cryptid message um here's my thing first of all Condolences out to that young lady's family and friends. Um, rest in peace to her. You never know who's dealing with what. You can see somebody one night and the next morning, totally different. My question is this. We always talk, and it, and it brought me back when I heard this young lady jump from a building to, and, and to her death, unfortunately. It reminded me of this one singer, and it was a young lady named Lori Joe. She worked with TDE. Uh, she was from Carson, I believe, and she also did something similar to that when she committed suicide. And it was very, very sad, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to her friends and family, and rest in peace to her, and condolences out to her friends and family as well. But that's what brought me to, and I, and I often ask the question, how many people try to really reach out to her and help her? And, I, and I'm talking about this lady, Chelsea Christ. How many people really paid attention especially when she made that cryptic message. How many people reached out to her and tried to get to her? Even before the cryptic message, because this, this just didn't just happen overnight. This was a, a, a series of probably things that led up to that. And I don't want to hear anybody talking about, oh, you're selfish when you commit suicide, or that person was selfish. Shut the hell up. You don't know what that, unless you've gone through that situation, you don't know what they're dealing with in a value of decision when they're going through mental, their, their mental capacity. Because let me tell you something. I've tried to do it twice. And the second time I did it at the age of 22, the, the damn gun jammed. And I kept hearing a voice inside of me tell me, you don't need to do this. You're better than this. You, can, you need to keep going. And it said it about seven or eight times. 
And that's the only reason why I'm still alive today. Because when you feel like you're a burden, you feel like you're a liability, the easy, the best way for you to do it is to be gone. Because then guess what? Nobody has to worry about you. Nobody has to be concerned with you. Nobody has to deal with you. Because guess what? They know where you are. Right? And they don't have to worry about you anymore. And that's what most people think about. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not in this young lady's head. I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but I'm willing to bet that's probably some of the thoughts that may have gone through her head and others like her. So please, next time you talk about, you see somebody committing suicide, first of all, don't be so quick to judge. And two, don't be so quick to call them selfish because you don't know what's going on in people's heads. You have no idea what people are dealing with on a daily basis. We all deal with stuff. Some of us can deal with it better than others. Doesn't make them less than because you can deal with it better than the next person. It doesn't, and just like it doesn't make you less than because you can't deal with something that the next person can deal with. So be mindful of next time you say stuff to people or think about like that. Because what if it was your family member? What if it was your mother, your sister, your brother, your grandmother, aunt, uncle, homeboy, whoever? Think about that next time before you start to pass judgment. Think about that before you start saying something stupid to come out of your damn mouth. Because you sound like a damn jackass. And you don't help the situation at all. So please have some empathy, have some compassion and have some and be willing to have uh, be open to understanding. You don't have to agree with it. It's fine. But at least be willing to understand what happens when people go through these situations. Talk to some people that have tried to do that and have gone through it. You'd be amazed at what you may, may learn about not just them, but suicide as a whole and what contributes to that. So just think about it for a second, please. Thank you so much for tuning in to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. I like to thank my engineer extraordinaire producer, Big Brother Jake, better known as Jake Warner, his government name. And also, too, um, Jake, real quick. Yes, sir. Surprise guest for Super Bowl 56 halftime show. Who do you think is going to come out? I think it's Ice Cube, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be. I, 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 said, I said either it's going to be Mount Westmore, which, which includes Ice Cube. Yes. Obviously, E-42 short. And I think the dog pound. Mm. Because Snoop is dropping his record back on death row Super Bowl day. Yeah, this he's one, performing at the Super Bowl. One big promotion. <laughs> just, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. You I have your ear to the streets, anyway, man. Would, <laughs> so you, you would. Know. I don't know. I, I don't. I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> All I'm saying, I'm just putting out my suggestion, my my hope as a fan. Maybe an NWA there. reunion. Maybe who knows? At least an Easy E tribute. Yeah, that would be dope. If they did that, they'd win over everybody. Easy E and Tupac for sure. Right. Easy E and Tupac. A for Tupac sure. hologram. For sure. Please don't. Please don't do that. No, no. Just do the picture. Just do the video if you want him to sing along with California Love. Yeah. We get it. Don't don't do the yeah. hologram. Please don't. Yeah, don't. Please. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms: iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, where you can find fine podcasts like this. And radio shows like this for free 99. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Catch me at nightcastmedia.com as well as subscribe 
to youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. Thank you to everybody at Sirius XM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. All right, y'all. I'm in the wind like paper planes. Catch y'all next week. Take it easy. Stay sharp. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.